0: The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Holy Gospel this morning does indeed come from St. John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18, and is found on page 166 in your Pew Bible. John records I am the Good Shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. This is amen in the name of Jesus when Jesus uses word pictures like parables or metaphors or other figures of speech he often represents God as someone eccentric someone that isn't the norm of how we would expect them. In the parable of the sower, for example, the sower throws seeds everywhere, not just on good soil. And in the parable of the unforgiving ser- servant, the king forgives a debt of 10 thousand talents, which is just an unimaginable amount of money that was forgiven. In the parable of the vineyard, the owner pays everyone the exact same wage regardless of how long they worked. In the parable of the wicked tenants, the landowner sent his son to collect the rent from the tenants who had already killed his servants. These are just a few of the eccentric characters who represent God in Jesus' parables. Now today, we heard Jesus describe himself As the Good Shepherd. And we are so very used to hearing about Jesus as the Good Shepherd that we don't really, we don't truly examine what the Good Shepherd Jesus said about himself or about us. When we listen more closely, though, we discover that the good shepherd Jesus is a very eccentric shepherd. Now, Greek has more than one word that translates into good into English. And one word for Good in Greek is agathos, agathos. It means competent, professional, skilled, and so forth. The other word is kallo kagathos. Kalo kagathos. This words means this word means gentlemanly, noble. Heroic, excellent, and so forth. So when Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd, he means that he is the excellent, noble, and heroic shepherd. He is not merely competent, professional, or skilled. This kind of shepherd would seem very eccentric to the average shepherd in the first century Israel. So let me explain. Shepherds in the first century Israel were not raising flocks full of beloved pets. No, they they exploited the sheep. They used the sheep, primarily for wool, for mutton, and for sacrifices. And the reason they watched over the sheep was not because they so loved the sheep, but because the sheep were their source of income, their source of living. They had families that needed food and clothing and shelter And the sheep were the source of those things. So when a predator began stalking the flock, the sheep or the shepherd was not really concerned for the sheep directly. What he was concerned about, his motivation, was that the predator was trying to take food from his table and clothes off of his and his family's backs. The predator was affecting his income, which was affecting the family's ability to live. And when a shepherd was good or competent, his sheep were healthy, so that they produced plenty of wool, or so that they gained plenty of weight. And when it came time to sell, to sell them for slaughter. Shepherds have always defended their flocks from predators. They don't do it because they love the sheep. They kill or drive off the predators because they want to provide for their families. And a shepherd might get killed by a predator, but it is an accident. And he does not go down without a fight. He most certainly does not willingly lay down his life for his sheep. We just heard Jesus describe himself as the good shepherd. That is, the noble, heroic shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's John 10, 11. Jesus described himself as the shepherd who loves his sheep by willingly surrendering his life for them. And this is what sets good shepherd Jesus apart from all other shepherds. Now, we can place all religions into one of two categories. All of these false religions teach self salvation. They say you must do something in order to provide all or part of your own salvation. There are a wide variety of activities in these religions that a person can do to help get them there. They take the form of meditations, or quests, or self-punishment, or fasting, or right thinking, or right talking, or self improvement or moral character and on and on and on. But they all come down to, they all boil down to you saving yourself. The true religion, Christianity, is the only religion where God takes on human flesh and then he declares that he will surrender his life in order to save his creation. And further, the regular plain vanilla economy class shepherd who is Merely a competent shepherd cares for his sheep because of what he can get from the sheep. That is, food and clothing. But the good shepherd, Jesus, does not need anything from the sheep. He defends the sheep with his life simply because he loves his sheep. It is the good shepherd Jesus that loves his sheep and surrendered his life for them. For we are the sheep that he speaks of in his figure of speech. And we have powerful enemies. We just heard Jesus speak of a wolf. Now, let me ask you this. It's kind of silly, but it, it's true. Does it make or does it matter how much time the sheep spends in cross fitness or in a martial arts dojo? Can a sheep become the karate kid with a little wax on and wax off? No. The Sheep is not going to be able to take on the wolf. If the sheep has to defend itself, depend on itself, the wolf will have an easy meal. Now, the wolves that come after us are sin, death, and the devil. And sin, death, and the devil are in cahoots, they're allies. They come hand in hand. Death is the result of our sin. Paul writes, For the wages of sin is death, Romans six, twenty-three. And that is one of the many sad facts of death. It is our sin that open the door to let death into our world. And every time we make ourselves more important than God, that's sin. Anytime our feelings are more important than God's word, that's sin. Anytime we exploit our neighbor instead of loving him, that's sin. Anytime we refuse to forgive, that's sin. Anytime we listen to gossip, that's sin. Anytime we murder with thoughts of hate, that's sin. Anytime we want our way instead of God's way, Any time. We rationalize our sin. These are the ways that we open the door to this world and allow death and the devil to rule. It is as the Apostle Paul told the church in Rome, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned romans 5:12 death is one thing that we have in common with everyone everyone dies now our good shepherd jesus said he who is hired is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming, and he leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them, and he scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand, and he cares nothing for the sheep. John 10, 12, and 13. With these words, he illustrates the value of false religions. As far as the false religions are concerned, when death comes, you're on your own. If the religion has an afterlife, then it teaches that you are judged by your own merit and worthiness. It's all about who you are and what you have done. If you have failed in this life, well then, too bad. So sad. And for the Hindus, it might be something like, well, better luck next time. Some false religions are so deceptive that they try to teach us that the wolf is our friend. Our current culture wants us to believe that the wolf of death is our friend. And then our current culture presents things like elective abortion. Euthanasia and assisted suicide as valid solutions to the problems of life. Permanent solutions to temporary problems, I would say. Okay, are you ready? Here comes the Greek. Kagathos, shepherd Jesus, on the other hand. He fought with sin, he fought with death, and he fought the devil, and he did it in a most unusual way. First of all, the heroic good shepherd, Jesus, became one of the sheep. That is what Christmas is all about. That is, the Son of God took on human flesh. The Kalocagathos shepherd, Jesus, was in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, So who ever heard of a shepherd becoming one of the sheep in order to save the flock? Truth is, the Kalokagathos shepherd Jesus became one of us in order to battle sin, death, and the devil. And when the time came for the excellent shepherd Jesus to battle death, He gave death the home field advantage. He suffered and he died on a cross. And as he hung on the cross, our most excellent shepherd, Jesus, endured the eternal punishment that our sins deserved. And instead of leaving us to face the wolf of death by ourselves, he faced death. For us, he faced the death of this world and the eternal death of hell. Good Shepherd Jesus faced all this so that we can be sheep in his eternal flock. The Good Shepherd Jesus has a special message for us in the gospel that we just heard. He said, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd, John ten sixteen. Since Jesus told these words to the Jews who were listening to him at that time, these words informed them that Jesus has sheep that are not part of the Jewish flock. That means that we, the Gentiles, are also sheep in his flock. The entire flock of the excellent, noble, and heroic shepherd Jesus is the holy Christian church that has both Jews and Gentiles in it. This means that the excellent, noble, and heroic shepherd Jesus laid down his life for all people in all times and in all places. Jesus, the excellent, noble, and heroic shepherd, is for everyone. He laid down his life for you. The excellent, noble, heroic shepherd Jesus proclaimed that he will lay down his life for the sheep. And in the gospel, he said this many times. As we work through this gospel, we hear him say it even more. He said, I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. And no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. With these words, Jesus promised not only to lay his life down for the sheep, but he also promised to take it up again. It means that we know that he defeated sin with his death because death could not hold him in the grave. He rose from the dead, and he said, I lay down my life that I may take it up again, and he kept his promise. Your shepherd, Jesus, Your shepherd Jesus rose from the dead and the disciples saw the holes of the nails in his hands and his feet. The resurrection of your good shepherd Jesus is the promise for your last days on this earth. The day will come when the wolf of death will eat you and me but we will not stay dead instead our good shepherd jesus will come on the last day and bring us all back to life and on that day the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved second peter 3:10 and then there will be new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells second peter 3:13 all of us all of us who believe will come together as one flock we will share in the joy of eternal bliss we will share and all the blessings that the good shepherd Jesus earned for us when he laid down his life for us. And then we will live forever with him where there will be one flock and one shepherd. In the name of Jesus, amen.